This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. The Naval Academy's mission begins with the statement to develop midshipmen morally, mentally, and physically. On this podcast, we're going to talk about one of the ways that we do all three of those at the same time. The cool thing is about this topic because they all interconnect. My guest is the Senior Naval Special Warfare Representative at the Naval Academy. He is also currently serving as the Deputy Director of Ethics at the Stockdale Center. Most recently, he served his major command tour as the commander of the Joint Special Operations Task Force, Arabian Peninsula, Task Force 3, commanding officer of Naval Special Warfare Unit 3. He was commissioned through the Seaman to Admiral Program. He participated in joint combined special operations in Asia, Latin America, and Africa. He deployed extensively on contingencies and named operations in Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Kuwait, Somalia, Kenya, Yemen, and the Western Hemisphere. Caribbean, Central America, South America. That's a lot of stuff. Welcome, Captain Frank Frankie to Radio Stockdale. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. And, you know, I'm going to put a few more things in here. You were awarded the Instructor of the Year Award last year in Ethics at the Naval Academy. And, and tell me about this, Frank. What is the Knighted Commander of the Government of Columbia? <laughs> well, Michael, that, uh, that's a title that, uh, that was bestowed upon me by the Government of Columbia. It carries with it the title of Commendatory. And my understanding, as the uh, ambassador explained to me, was in, in the celebration of the 200-year anniversary of the Columbia-U.S. relationships. And uh, so they awarded uh, that title to about 10 individuals across the entire United States. Uh, General Petrez was one of them as well. Pretty impressive and, and, and very well-deserved. And I want to kind of weave that into our conversation today because we're going to talk about, as I said earlier, those goals, the mission of the Naval Academy relative to moral, mental, and physical, and how you've developed a program that kind of weaves all of those together. The way I think I've heard you talk about this is the S4, which uh, I'll let you talk about, but strength, speed, stamina, and stoicism. Can you talk a little bit about that idea behind that program? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I think the program we're making reference to here is, is really how to develop a resilient and gritty mindset as a warfighter and as a leader of warfighters. Uh, I find that that extremely important when you consider the task and purpose that is expected of a graduating uh, midshipman and the responsi responsibilities they're going to take on uh, in their respective communities. And so particular to this, this is a test that we're looking at how tough, how resilient, and your ability to adapt in extreme environments while invoking discipline. And it is a physical activity, but the pursuit of resilience and grit, well, I would offer that it would require us to dig deep into character and therefore the virtues behind character, in this case, stoic, carnal virtues of prudence, fortitude, temperance, and justice. You know, as we're recording this, you're just rolling out of the screener here at the Naval Academy. You, as we talked earlier, you and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to tell the audience what the screener is and then how this series of workouts and ideas 
played into the screener? The screener is a series of events where we are assessing physical mission. We're assessing for character, for leadership, for cognitive attributes. But at the end of the day, we're looking for that physical, that sustained physical capability and determination. How do individuals respond to the element of stress, to difficult environments, and how do they interact, and how are they capable of resolving problems that are being presented to them through this 24 to 36 hour process? So Captain, tell me why the assault bike is unique here. As we've said before, a lot of these exercises can be done on other platforms, rower, bike, indoor bike, treadmill, even outdoors. There are seven points about the assault bike that make it at least one of the best machines to work out on. First one is simplicity. It doesn't require much of a specialized technique or form, you know, assuming that one can uh, ride a bike. It's ergonomically safe. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a low impact to the joints. It's very functional. It's uh, upper body, lower body. The exercises that can be performed on the machine can build strength, stamina, can be mentally rigorous, can be physically rigorous. Optionality, I think is the other one. Uh, you can have choices here. You can do an upper body workout or you can do a lower body workout or you can do both. Feedback, the machines provide objective feedback with their computer systems. And by objective feedback, we're looking at primarily output of wattage over time. Also it has RPM, speed, calories, Although a lot of the machines will have different parameters for all those points of performance. The machine is challenging, right? It's a, it has air resistance to it. Uh, so the level of difficulty is relative to the individual's effort. And, and what I'll say about this, the benefit of this as well, is that you could operate the machine pedaling forward and pedaling backwards, which is, it's a feature that you don't get with an air bike or a spin bike. And lastly, like all other platforms that are indoor, you can execute and you can uh, conduct these workouts day, night, rain, snow. It's all weather. So you can do it throughout all the seasons is, is my point uh, and maintain that continuity. Now, it doesn't necessarily get stuck just on assault bikes. Let's talk about S4 a little bit and, and the workouts that you've, uh, you've put out there. Well, yeah. So why, why the S4? Why, why the focus on strength, speed, stamina, and stoicism? Well, I, will, I would offer that um, when you look at our naval special warfare community, the demands, the physical and mental demands on, on our people. You know, when, when you peel the onion or you peek behind the curtain, there is an element of strength, of speed, of stamina, and stoicism that's required uh, for you to be able to endure, uh, to sustain, uh, to be successful. And so how do we replicate an environment that will put an individual in a position where preparation is key and then execution and consistency in execution is also uh, very important. So the assault bike provides that. It's a platform out of many platforms I would offer uh, that provides us with that opportunity to evaluate our candidates. And the series of tests that we run through this assault bike platform allows us to provide feedback to the students on how they are, where they are when it comes to strength, their overall aerobic capacity, and then also their ability to sustain that aerobic capacity over longer periods of time. And what we found really through empirical evidence 
that also matches science in many ways is that the results on the assault bike can be very predictive. And I'm careful about this because I'm not saying this is the 100% answer. It's just one of the many tools that we can use to zero in on who we're trying to select. But it can be very predictive of performance on the screener and so as based on the current parameters and the current um, evaluations that we conduct. But you've, you've tied this into the cardinal virtues. Uh, how, how do you do that? That's a great question. So a, a bit of history behind this. You know, when I was an instructor uh, for, uh, uh, for ethics, I was mostly focused on developing a, some sort of a methodology by which our students could remember some of the most important concepts within the curriculum. And I don't want to oversimplify it, uh, but I do believe, uh, and as I was learning about the curriculum in order to teach it, you know, when I hear concepts like, you know, characters are some of our virtues, I really held on to that particular piece. First, because I believe that leading with character is utmost important. You know, leading with character is how you develop trust. And then if you tie the carnal virtues to it, even when you, when you throw in our ethical dilemmas and the moral deliberation roadmap, you can always lean on the carnal virtues to get you in the in the right path. So so yes, yeah, so the four carnal virtues as we as we as we look at the carnal virtues, being able to connect those to the assault bike workouts primarily in an effort to convey the message of how do we become a better version of ourselves. And if we can achieve that physically, then how do we implement or translate that effort you know, through the lens of the carnal virtues? So, for example, uh, we talk about temperance and temperance being that ability to control our emotions in many ways, that discipline required uh, to do so. And so that self-control, that self-control, even moderation as you're working out. So I would call that the zone two. If people are looking at heart rate zones of workouts, that's the zone two. I call it kind of an active recovery zone. It does it does relate quite a bit. Wisdom or prudence, or it's, you know, if you were to define it as the ability to discern an appropriate course of action, given the situation, I would call wisdom more in the lens of knowing oneself, knowing your own capabilities. And there are workouts that are designed to establish a base pace by which you're going to do the rest of the workouts, but it's extremely important to know yourself. Courage or, or fortitude, again, back to the strength, the ability to confront uncertainty, there are some workouts that will push you and it will require you for you to dig in deep and push yourself uh, to reach those goals. And then justice, when I look at justice, when it looks at, at fairness or righteousness, these workouts really here are more on delivering very, very high intensity efforts. And so that would be zone five. So if I was to backtrack, zone two is temperance. Zone three is wisdom. Zone four, which is threshold, is courage. And zone five, which is VO2 max, be justice. And why this becomes important is when you consider back to the functionality and the preparation required for the Naval Special Warfare Candidate. And one of the things we've seen is the ability to sustain high-intensity efforts for a prolonged periods of time is important. And anybody can say, well, duh, we all know that. Okay, great. How do you prepare in order to be able to meet that standard that we're looking for? And that's where the assault bikes come in and really an attempt to provide our midshipmen every 
or, or for that matter, anybody who wants to work out and improve themselves physically, an, an opportunity, the tools to do so. Fortunately, I would offer that we've been able to, to look at the results through experimentation. The correlation is, is pretty accurate. So are these workouts an individual workout or are they team? That's a great question. You can do either or. We, we aim for the workouts to be done as a team. I get usually a group of midshipmen every morning or every afternoon who want to do a workout as a team. Uh, and so we can tailor the workouts to be a team effort where we record the averages of the entire team. So it can be team effort with each individual conducting their own style of workout or their own pace of workout. Or we can do no kidding group efforts where the team needs to stay together as a group, you know, within you know, 20 to 30 calories of each other while they're executing the, the exercise. And what this is going to now invoke is the, the team to work together, to be tolerant with each other, to push each other in a healthy way, motivate each other, and, and ultimately complete the workout and finish strong. That's the key component of these workouts. You know, anybody can do a workout and, and be you know, nearly in survival mode at the end. The goal here is for every individual, every team to finish strong. And in order for you to finish strong, that means you have to regulate yourself through the workout to be able to do so. And that's the intent. Frank, these are really interesting concepts, and we're going to cover that in podcast number two. Um, we can actually get deeper into the workouts. Let me ask you this last question. I mean, what's the overall purpose and the result that you're getting from this S4 thing with, uh, with midshipmen or students around, around uh, the country? Really the intent, the purpose behind this is to encourage the development of a growth mindset. It's really honing in and focusing on adaptation and then and trusting the process. Is there's a, the preparation takes process. It's about trusting it. So the intent here is through small gains, through small wins that I would call micro-affirmations, that individuals develop confidence and trust in themselves in what would seem like a very challenging workout. But through preparation, you can overcome those challenges and then embrace the workout as a way to become a better version of yourself. Uh, and then... There are other methods, and when, again, this is a workout that requires you to make choices, just like you would as a leader in making decisions. There's are choices that come from options that you've given yourself. Again, you know, something that you would experience as a leader. So optionality and intentionality are two key concepts here behind the assault bike. Once you make your choice, be intentional about it. Have a must-win mindset and hold yourself accountable and your teammates accountable for the performance. Now, as you're doing this, is recognizing that not every person is created equal. And back to one of my favorite quotes, you know, be hard with yourself, but don't, but be tolerant with others. And so you, you will, we will learn this through the execution of these, uh, of these workouts. Marcus Aurelius, I believe that's one of the cool things about what you're doing here, Captain Frankie, you're bringing in what a coach used to call, uh, say the biggest muscle in your body, meaning your brain. Uh, to work with all those other muscles in your body. Captain Frankie, thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale. I'll look forward to talking to you more deeply about, uh, about the workouts themselves. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael.
You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts. 